thing. Greetings, uh, Christchurch Baptist Church. It is a real privilege for me to join you on this first. It is the first face-to-face worship that we have on a lovely sunny day, and we comes not only we bring the sunny weather from the tropics. We also bring to you all the accent, the Singaporean accent. Uh, those of you who have been to Asia, and you get here. Uh, Can you just step back a little step bit? Step back a little bit Sorry, because of the yeah. Thank you. My name is Kang San Tan. I serve with BMS, the Baptist Mission Society, and we are just grateful for many of you who have prayed for us who either have been supporter, partner, as well as our relationship with Christ Church. We do pray that today as we look at this story of, from the book of Ruth, that God will encourage us afresh as a community here at Christ Church to think about what it means to be ordinary people, but with an extraordinary God. I think oftentimes we go through life, sometimes we lose that sense of purpose, of God's larger story. Sometimes we don't see God at work directly. And it is just wonderful to hear uh, the testimony of uh, is it Chris and Ginny as you embark on a new mission. Uh, as you move on, I think the challenge for every community is that God will bring new people into this church in South community in Southampton, but he's challenging you or I, wherever we are in this context, to step up into a new season of mission. As we prayed for Hannah and Tom, uh, young people who have come for a season of their lives, three and a half years, and then God moves them on but God is having a word, maybe for each of us, especially those of you who are here, that maybe God is nudging you and say, what is God's purpose for my life in this particular community of church? But beyond that, within the wider com- community in the UK, and then from the BMS perspective, we are thinking about what is God's larger story and mission within our world. And all this during a real challenging time. Never before in the history of a hundred years, you could trace back to the Spanish plague or certain times of major global disease that have killed millions of people. This challenge of sufferings and uncertainty is bringing into a focus upon our personal life, our personal purpose, the mission of a church, but also within the wider community. So I want us to reflect on the story of Ruth, Naomi, and Boaz, and how these ordinary lives intermingle and give birth to King David. And if you read into the canonical story out of King David, we find the life of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. It is a story of God 
in the most challenging time of the times of judges and kings. If you read it generally, there were certain moments of bright lights. But on the whole, it was a, what many commentators will summarize as a dark and dismal period within Israel. And yet within such a context, and I believe within the context of the renewal and re-evangelization of Europe, God is calling us as a Baptist family, not only looking at our individual lives, celebrating those who have come and move on to another community, but asking God afresh, Lord, whatever age I am, young, middle age, older, you still have a mission for me, particularly in this community, in a context of pandemic, what are you speaking to the church? God willing, as we reconvene and meeting in person of worship, God is bringing about a major shift, a major time that each of us can repurpose, realign our mission. Within the broader story of Ruth, which was highly disputed in within the canonical scripture, Ruth and Esther particularly, could this book, these ordinary lives of women, not men, Ruth in particular, an outsider, a migrant, a Moabite, a hated person, not within the natural ethnicity of the Jews. Can this book be included within the canonical of Scripture? And yet within the sovereignty of God, we take it for granted. This book was found within the salvation history. Not some great patriarch, not some prophets or kings, an ordinary Moabite migrant. And yet, as we hopefully summarize this story today, we will see that interconnection that there's no life that is ordinary. Yes, we are all ordinary people. Uh, within the context of UK, the statistics of all the, 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 the statistics are showing from the great time of Christendom that the people of God are now about 10%. And yet out of this 10%, we believe that God will bring a new renewal. But each of us must weave our individual story, not listening to a sermon, but asking God, God, speak to me today on this momentous historic event of the reconvening of the people of God at Christ Church Baptist community. What are you speaking to me, Lord? In such a difficult time, we see death after death. We see the situation where we think we could control life. We have bank accounts. We don't like to talk about death and diseases, but within our friends, family, Christians and non-Christians, and I welcome those of you who are joining from home, that all of us can weave our individual story to the story of Ruth, Naomi, and Boaz. 
as an introduction, the God who is sovereignly working out his purposes among the nations will accomplish his kingdom, often through ordinary people. In fact, part of the disputation whether the book of Ruth could be included into the canonical scripture was not only it is about a migrant, hated, Moabite woman, but it is also a particular book where God was not often directly presented. In fact, if you read the book of Ruth, God was directly presented only at the beginning and then at the end. In between, the primary actors who participated in bringing about mission, bringing about the kingdom of God, was ordinary lives. Naomi, Ruth, and Boaz. So at the beginning, in Ruth chapter 1, verse 6, it says that Yahweh visited his people in giving them food. And then God was silent in chapter 2, chapter 3, and only towards the end. Uh, and then towards the end, uh, the writer who have not mentioned God throughout the book of Ruth, and that's why it was disputed whether this could be found within the holy scriptures of the canon of the Bible. Only towards the end, at the book uh, in Ruth chapter 4 verse 13, we say that Boaz took Ruth, that means got married to Ruth, she became his wife, he went in to her, and Yahweh enables her to conceive. So notice this, God was working behind the scenes. The people who are on the forefront were the missionaries, or the church leaders, or the elders. But we all know the quality of a worshipping community, the quality of a witnessing community depends on ordinary lives behind the scene. So notice that. Only with the mention of King David on the last few verses in chapter 4, verse 22, where the interpretive framework of the kingdom of God was suddenly and fully provided. So think about the beginning and the end. So we want to come back to this challenge. I feel God may be speaking to you and to me at every stage, but particularly at such a time as this. How would God weave our stories? Because sometimes we feel we are ordinary people. And yet we have been told that God can use ordinary lives to impact extraordinary purposes within the kingdom. Firstly, we learn from the book of Ruth that God affected his will through apparent chances in life. So again, pardon me for using, uh, is it uh, Tom and Ginny? You may have chosen this choice, but you were saying there could be a purpose. We do not know God's purposes. You know, it's all by apparent chances. How you ended up marrying uh, Ginny, Tom. I wish you could interview you and you will give all the spiritual reasons, but actually through series of chances, 
how you meet your wife, your spouses, or how you end up in this particular job, how you end up into this church. And there are times we say this is just apparent chances, isn't it? And if you look at the story of Ruth, you went to the field, and she ended up by chance upon Boaz's field. The Hebrew translation in Ruth chapter 2 verse 3 will read like this. Well, we miss the literal meaning. The literal translation of Ruth chapter 2 verse 3 says, Ruth happened by chance to come to Boaz's field and Boaz happened by chance to come from a family of Abimelech. You know, so there are many chances in life. The Bible does speak of those chances. And this is not by luck or by fate. Remember, the theology of the book of Ruth was God wasn't seen at the forefront. We all make choices. What job, how we raise our children, where we place our home, which church we join. But one theologian, our house, commentated on this verse in Ruth 2.3. The labeling of Ruth, meeting Boaz as chance, is nothing more than the author's way of saying no human intent was involved for Ruth and Boaz. No human intent. To human eyes, it was an accident. How could this rich man ended up marrying with a Moabite migrant? Ruth's choice of that fields. Can you imagine? I mean, we just think about there are many fields that Ruth could have landed herself upon. She, by chance, ended up upon Boaz's field. And then the scripture says, Boaz, by chance, was a relative of Abimelech, whom, those of us who know the story, whenever you have a, a death in the family, a widow, the nearer kinsmen have a right to marry uh, the, 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 the widow. I, I don't know if you've read in the news just a few days ago, I forgot where was it now, uh, somebody who was on wedding day and the bride, pass away, and then he marries the sister. You know, there are some of these eight Asian cultures that allows that. So many of us sometimes may not really take a moment, move away, and look at our lives. The gifts that God has given us, your career, you may be an accountant, a working administration, a ministry of encouragement, by nature you are a hospitable person. You know, there are many things within the fabric of your personality, your training, and this community. When you multiply it together, God is interwovening lives. Not only for good things, but sometimes there are conflicts, isn't it? We sharpen one another, but this is a unique community that exists not for the benefit of ourselves, not so that I can enjoy my life, but that the community that exists for the benefit of its non-members. 
And this has been my favorite uh, definition of a people of God. Yes, we are worshiping community. Yes, we come and are encouraged. But the mission of God is through ordinary lives so that you and I can be a blessing for others. Think about that. So firstly, all the chances in life, God wants to use it for his greater mission within our community, beyond our community. Secondly, how God will then use ordinary lives is through this story of the providence of God. God works through providence. Commenting on Boaz, Naomi prayed that may he be blessed of the Lord who has not withdrawn his kindness. What is it about Naomi in the times of sufferings and death and uh, no food, famine, and yet when she returned to the story of Ruth, you find that she had this prayer that God will bring about blessedness. The key theology of the book of Ruth is that God is working in providence and we can trust him by faith. We may not have time to look at the details, but if you read the book of Ruth, in every chapter where there is a prayer, the prayer of Naomi, the prayer of Ruth, and then the prayer of Boaz. So if you read with that thread, you find that while God is working behind the scene, he works through providence. That means when we pray, it means we cannot effect it through our natural gifts, through our common resources. And that is the challenge for us. And in all this prayer, if you can unite them, they are summarized as all prayers were abundantly answered, far more than what we can ever imagine. I've indicated the challenge of mission for the church in the UK is for the renewal of Christ within our community. In fact, for the re-evangelization of Europe. What will that take? It cannot take lives as normal. But although we do not have all the resources, the story of providence says where God has done it in the first century, God who has done it to the third and fourth century, today God is doing it within the non-Western world. Christianity have not declined. Christianity continue to grow in leaps and bounds in Asia, in Africa, in Latin America. In the same God who has worked in the story of providence, in the story of Ruth, has been the same God who caused the re-evangelization of Europe in the 3rd and 4th century. He's still working today within mostly the non-Western world. But he has not ended that story of providence. And I think this is where God is challenging us afresh today. As we reconvict, God has a mission of providence. What it means then, there need to be this weaving of your individual lives with God's sovereignty. 
As we indicated, while the Book of Rules hardly mentioned God, it is all about human choices, but that at the end of the day, we find that God will accomplish His purposes. But we need to make those human choices. So again, we don't have time, but we just say, for example, within Naomi, this human scheming, human planning for marriage between Ruth and Boaz. Can you imagine your mother-in-law making plans? In fact, the story of suspense was that Naomi asked Ruth to go out at night, laying at the feet of a man in that customary way of marriage proposal. And it's quite a dangerous proposition. If you are a daughter-in-law and your mother-in-law, or sometimes your mom, who's worried about you and giving suggestion, it is a suspense. Would this scheme, Naomi's scheme, succeed? Will Boaz reject Ruth? Or what if they were caught in the middle of the night? In those customs again, it means death. It means they could be killed to have a, a Moabit woman and a Jewish man uh, sleeping side by side. So the suspense of the plot of the book of Ruth was simple. Will Naomi's plan succeed? And at the end, we find that God, who works behind the scene, achieve his salvation purposes. Notice there's no suggestion of fatalism. And again, one writer says, total control exercised by God did not limit the freedom of characters involved. They do as they wish, and their motives reflect the same full shade of gray that has always characterized reality. So the Bible doesn't embellish and write about Ruth, Naomi, and many of these biblical characters, not as if they are people with no fault. They are, they are like us, you know, full of shades, with mixed motives, but planning and scheming, and yet at the end of it, we find God accomplish His purpose. So the end of the story is that those who trusted Yahweh receive life, joy, and eternal participation in the kingdom of God. But sadly, those not trusting Yahweh receive death and the ending of their life story. And this is a summary, the teaching mode from the book of Ruth, to remind us, as we began, no ordinary lives. God is working to achieve his purposes. For example, the contrast between Ruth and Orpah. They lifted their voices and wept. Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. But where's Orpah? With that one fatal kiss, Orpah eclipsed from salvation history. We do not know what happened to Orpah. But Ruth, we find the story of Ruth runs through subsequent generation, as we have said. Out of Ruth came King David, and out of King, King, King David came the Messiah, our Lord Jesus himself. We need to make choices in life. The second contrast of the importance of missional choices is the contrast between the nearer kinsmen and Boaz. Boaz 
didn't deserve that first place to marry Ruth. He had to go to the nearer kinsman and say, you are the nearer family relative. You have that first choice. And the nearer kinsman was making calculation. <laughs> Does it cost me? Boaz says, it will cost you your inheritance. Because you marry with Ruth and then her children will have a portion of your land. This nearer kinsman, we do not even know his name. He puts his physical world before the spiritual world. And spiritually speaking, he too dies. We do not know what happened to the nearer kinsman who was positioned in a place of honor. But because of his choice of putting money ahead the spiritual world, we find that he too, like Orpah, moves away. So in summary, I have one gentle challenge to all of us. We are experiencing the greatest pandemic of disease and challenging time in our modern world. We are reminded of our ordinary lives and an extraordinary God. And I want to believe with you, God has a purpose for your lives. As people come and move, each of you need to make those choices. As I look within the, the building of the, the physical building for Christ Church, as I look at the vision of the great commandment, the great commission, and putting the kingdom of God first, the priority, this is a challenge I think God is inviting all of us as we reflect towards the story of Ruth, as we reflect on our own lives. God has a missional purpose for us. Lastly, BMS is your hands and feet. As your faithful witnesses here in UK, we continue to send mission workers all over the world today. And as we have experienced great sufferings here in the UK, our presence here is to remind you in Nepal, in India, in Chad, many others, throughout Africa, people are also going through great sufferings. And BMS finds it a privilege whenever Baptist churches unite with us as a Baptist mission society, that we as a people of God, ordinary people with an extraordinary God, can continue to be faithful witnesses in our Jerusalem, in our Judea and Samaria, and praise God to the ends of the earth. Thank you.